Okay, Patrick, we have a lot to cover today. Heavy show. And I'm sure people are interested in just our thoughts in general on the situation in the Ukraine. I'm curious, uh, where do you want to start? I mean, you know, it, it, uh, it's, it's so just, heavy, right? There's so much to cover. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, listen, obviously, um, you know, every, all your thoughts are with the Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukrainian people. Oh, my God. Zelensky. Um, Who, by the know, way, he, don't you think is doing a, a great job? I mean, see, you know, it appears so. You know, from a distance. I mean, listen, I yeah. think you have to really understand the region and what's going on to really get in the weeds on it. But first of all, Putin, you know, murderous dictator for sure. Clearly, um, you know, this is a you know hostile takeover, for lack of a better word. He, um, you know, he's, you know, my guess is or, or it appears he's wanted to do this for, for quite a while. Uh, there really doesn't seem to be any basis or rationale for it from from uh, other than the fact that, you know, from a territorial standpoint, he he, he feels, you know, it's uh, there's part of it that should be Russian. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we saw it coming for a long time. You know, I think, um, you know, a few things. So one, you know, you you hope that uh, it seems like they started some discussions yesterday between the Ukraine and Russia. There's talks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Russia does not want Ukraine to be part of NATO. They're not. There they have been. Uh, there has been discussions that you know they were you know heading toward uh, to becoming a NATO country. You know, I read it would take up to six years. Certainly, I don't think Putin wanted that. Uh, but to invade a country like this, it's just it's it's disheartening and 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 everything that goes with it. Uh, in terms of the U.S. and European allies, you know, we do have collectively some severe sanctions right now on Russia. But I'm sure Putin calculated all of that. Uh, I mean, listen, he knew what we could do. There's some who are saying that we should have hit them with sanctions even before he invaded, hmm. just the, just the buildup of military on the border and the provocation and all that stuff. The, you know, again, being debated. The other thing is some are saying that the sanctions, in particular, uh, we have not sanctioned the Russian uh, oil reserve yet, uh, which some are saying that is. Because uh, Biden a doesn't want the gas prices in the United States to be eight nine dollars, and also uh, that he is uh, appeasing you know the client uh, environmentalists and so forth. Again, don't know if that's true or not, but you know, I'm not those sure are why theories, right? I mean, just kind yeah, of theories speculation. that you know that they haven't really sanctioned or thrown you know the full kitchen sink per se at Putin. But listen. We're not going to put military on the ground. NATO's not going to go into Ukraine to defend it. It's it's one of those. Um, it's just a very sad situation because there's not a lot we can do if Putin is willing to sacrifice the financial end of this, uh, both for him personally, 
the country, the oligarchs, um, access to. So there's something called SWIFT. It's the it's the you know it's 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 the banking system that they use in Europe um, or access to money. And um, so uh, that's been sanctioned now. Originally, it had not been. It's more of a European institution. So the European allied countries have to kind of sign off on that. U.S. can't just do it. Uh, unilaterally. Um, listen, I think it's a tough time in this country right now. And I don't mean anywhere near what they're dealing with in Ukraine, but just, you know, from a political standpoint and an emotional standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. we're on the back end of, you know, tail end of COVID here, finally, ho- hopefully. The economy is, you know, up and down. Uh, inflation's through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, um, yeah. You see, you know, the cost you, of things is crazy. You have you have what's going on in Ukraine. Um, you know, you have a State of the Union address tonight that I think is going to take on or has to take on a completely different tone. You know, I think what you would have heard from President Biden prior to Russia invading Ukraine, he would have spun. We're at the end of COVID. We got us through this. Uh, you know, unemployment looks good. Jobs are back. Yes, inflation's high, but it'll come down. Uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You could put your spin yeah. on it, but, but it's going to be. now, you know, it's going to be very difficult. You know, he's walking into the State Union with, according to Real, real Clear Politics, somewhere in the 37 to 41% approval rate. Exceptionally low. Independents have moved from when he was elected to now by almost 20 points away from him. Uh, You know, you're facing a midterm election that's coming up where, as of today, 32 Democratic Congress persons have said they're not going to run for re-election. Some because of redistricting, some just because... They, they, they're moving on and they figured they wouldn't win or nor do they want to spend the money. Some are running for higher office like Tim Ryan uh, in Ohio. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's looking more and more likely that by November or actually January after the election, Joe Biden will not have a majority in Congress anymore. So and now you have the, this war. Uh, you know, once you get to May and June, there is zero legislation that's going to take place because it's a midterm year, right? Everyone's going to go back to their district. They're going to be campaigning. Nothing's going to take place. Um, it also is, and I don't want to use the word unfortunate because listen, the war takes precedent. People are dying. People are losing their homes. They're, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're moving into other countries. Uh, they're defending their, their land. So anything that you know we discuss as a concern for, for the U.S. or Biden, it pales in comparison. So I just want to say that. But it's unfortunate that, you know, Joe Biden, true to his word from the campaign, said he was going to nominate the first female black black female uh, nominee for the Supreme Court. And he did. Kanjana Jackson, who is um, uh, she's on the District Court of Appeals, the high, some say the second highest court in the land next to the Supreme Court. Very powerful court. Uh, she was confirmed uh, 
yeah, like four, about a 50, year ago. Yeah. A little over a year ago, maybe, or just about a year ago. She did get three Republican votes. So she's just, she got, she has just really gone through the confirmation process not too long ago. Um, so unfortunately, this, that's being overshadowed, uh, which, you know, is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just timing, but, uh, but no, I mean, I think that's a good thing. And don't you think she's going to get confirmed? I mean, oh, I'm, she'll get, yeah, she'll yeah. get confirmed. I mean, you know, listen, I think Clyburn from South Carolina wanted a woman by the last name of Childs. Uh, her first name escapes me right now. She uh, went to uh, state school, uh, I think a law school at the University of South Carolina. A little bit more moderate, they say, than uh, Jackson will be. They say Jackson's fairly liberal. Um, okay, well, you knew that was coming. I mean, that's kind of where we're at, don't you think, in the Supreme yeah, Court? I mean... I, I think so. I mean, listen, it's it's, it's liberal for liberal. It's unfortunate that yeah, that's what know, it is now. For the last 20 years, that's that's how we, you know, and, and, you, and unfortunately, you know how they're going to vote on, you know, well, on, on some sides. Well, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, I hope, you know, the idea is they're truly interpreting the law. And well, I don't know. I have this theory, and this is going to maybe be a bad take, but I do think Gorsuch, Roberts, Barrett, the three so-called, three of the so-called conservative six they do go back and forth depending on the issue. Sotomayor, Kagan, Breyer, now, almost never do. Like, almost never. So, you know, I'm of the belief the liberal justices tend to truly stay in that political um, aisle, I guess. Versus some of the others. Now, Scalia um, and, and the others tend to always be on, you know, be on the conservative side of the Constitution. Well, wait, not Scalia. I mean, he's dead. I mean, not Scalia. Um, Are you Thomas, Kavanaugh, Thomas, Thomas no, I, Clarence? Ta- yeah, and Alito. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I meant I no, meant, no, no. Uh, I Thomas. Got, I yeah, you know what I meant. Thanks. Yeah, yeah Scalia. Well, Scalia was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he, I don't, he, I don't remember he, his track record, but I mean, oh, he, he was, was, he was conservative always, as they come. Yeah, he was a true constitutionalist, right? Yeah. So, so you listen, you got a lot going on right now. You know, from from the economy to inflation to a war in Europe. It's the first war in Europe in what seventy years, I think. Is it? Is it? Is it since World years? War? No, was I it? There was. Uh, I think it's 80 years since some, some, something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a kind of a, melan- I want to go back melanco- to very melancholy, very, I think very difficult time right now. How do you think, you know what tonight, you know, obviously state of the union, you brought it up. Is, are you at all concerned? I mean, I think when's the last time we've seen president Biden speak for like an hour? I'm more like, how are we, you know, I mean, the State of the Unions are usually, they try to be enthusiastic, you know, well, they're patriotic. So this is his first State of the Union. First State of the Union. But I mean, yeah. we only see him in tiny sound bites. I'm just, I'm just curious I, uh, how it's going to go. I mean, yeah, he'll, listen, he's he'll 80. Be fine. He'll, he'll be no worse than Trump. But, um, you know, listen, it's all scripted. He'll get through it. There's no questions. Uh, unless, you know, God forbid something was to happen physically or, or, or you know he'll, he'll be fine 
listen, he's struggling right now. He is really struggling. You know what? You know, I think his I think his staff is struggling. I think his messaging is struggling. Um, I think, you know, even even from 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 the COVID perspective, you know, just waited way too long to move forward. Uh, you know, it took. You know, I don't know if you saw what was released. You know, they they did a polling. Some firm did polling on COVID and basically told the administration what to do. And all of a sudden, the CDC kind of just like, oh, you know, we're changing the metric overnight. Ninety percent were in high uh, transmission today. It's thirty percent. Great. <laughs> some science you got there. CDC, you know, again, I think has lost a ton of credibility on this all over the place. You know, you still have some districts, very few now, D.C. being one of them, Montgomery County being the other, although I think Montgomery County is going to vote on Monday to remove masks in schools. Uh, doesn't seem like D.C. is doing anything. She hasn't mentioned schools. Mayor Bowser. Wait, the I, thought, I thought I saw you retweet that uh, even D.C. public schools were going to get rid of masks for no, kids. No, no announcement. Mayor Bowser actually tweeted something this morning about how today – uh, adult masks are lifted in most places and so forth, but not schools. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, listen, the mask thing is just kind of Prince George's County as well, right? They're not going to lift. They're not going to lift masks in Maryland. Moco, there. I'm sure they're not lifting masks, right? Uh, for I mean, schools. It's basically, Moco, Prince George's County, DC, and California, and parts of California. Oh, hey, look. I mean, you know, here it was so interesting, right? I mean, in in Los Angeles County. We went to Costco over the weekend um, and the, the, the two women checking you in, right? We're saying, you know, mask optional if you've been vaccinated. You, I mean, I could not believe. I'm like, okay, great. I'm, here's my, my vaccine card. I'm not wearing a mask. Patrick, I have to believe most of the people that go to Costco are vaccinated, all wearing masks still. Yeah. Even mask, so, vaccinated. The fear is so crazy to me. Yeah, same I mean, thing here in Montgomery County. So here they are know. at the front of going mask optional if you'd like to show your vaccine card. People would show their vaccine card and still keep the mask on. It was, I was just like, wow, this is bananas. Yeah, same thing in Montgomery County. I mean, and again, you know what? I've said all along, I don't, I don't think it should have been mandated. But I'm not going to criticize people who do it. We sure do it, I, but it's, it's just I amazing. I do think that the CDC and the arbitrary guidelines, they've created so much fear that that's what you're saying. And I also think, you know, I read an article yesterday about a teacher who sent a note home. I believe this was in um, Northern Virginia who sent a known home uh, 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 email or whatever to the parents saying that one student is immunocompromised and I would still like all the kids to wear a mask. So what, as a parent, yeah, you what get you that do? email, your kid's been wearing a mask for almost a year and a half, wants to take it off. What do you do? Right? I think you take it off. The, the immunocompromised kid can wear a mask, right? I mean, at some point, like, you, you, you got to move forward. But listen, the mask thing's coming to an end. I think people are done with COVID. I know that sounds terrible, but it is what it is. Um, well, unfortunately, to your point, they, they've messed up the messaging so badly. And, you know, I kind of make light of the Costco situation because we know the CDC has said from the start, if you're in a, a big space like that, a Home Depot, you know the chances of getting COVID. It's not, not airborne. That, it's, it's, it's like it's, what we've said all along is. 
at some point they stopped following science. Both the C, you know, yeah. CDC should follow the science. Le officials, so even businesses. To your point about Costco in LA, the fact that you're vaccinated means nothing. You could still transmit it. So what are they protecting? Uh, they shouldn't protect you from you. Because if you're not vaccinated and you walk into Costco without a mask and you get sick, then you're at risk. No one else is. Yeah. By you being unvaccinated in a Costco doesn't put anyone else more at risk. Zero. So it's like it's been all over the place as we've talked, you know, ad yeah. nauseum. But, you know, listen, masks are the least of our problems right now, I guess. Um, oh, I want to go back to Russia, though. What do you think? You know, the, the big thing is, I guess – Two maybe things we could speculate about. One, do you think that Ukraine is going to basically fall to Russia? I mean, they're they're trying yeah, their hardest. I do. Eventually, I okay. think it, it will. And you know, we'll we'll continue the sanctions and we'll see how long that the alliance holds. Uh, you know, hopefully they hold long, long term. Now keep in mind, these European countries, including you know, us in the United States, we do a ton of business, have a ton of mo money flowing. There's a ton of investment from Russian money in London and, you know, throughout Europe, France and Germany and so forth. So can they hold out? Or once Russia, in essence, occupies Ukraine, Zelensky will probably be out. Uh, what do you do then? You know, is it, is, you know, my guess is Russia will occupy Ukraine for the next 50 years or something and eventually our mm. um our, our our sanctioned alliance will wither and putin will win well and, but the problem you know, is don't you feel like he's not going to stop there don't you think yeah I, I, he stops maybe belarus he's he will not full well, first of all a few things anyone in the united states any political folks in the united states there's been a few on the on the right on the on the right-wing side of the Republican Party who have praised Putin or said he's better than Biden. Complete idiots. They should yeah. be barred from holding any political office. Zero. You want to criticize Biden's handling of the situation? That's fair game. But the fact that you're going to go out there and somehow praise Putin and, you know... <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's so or, insane. It's it, just it's crazy. So it's it's just insane. Yes. So to, like just utterly embarrassing. And, and by the way, and again, this isn't a what about but there there was many on the left way, way, way left side of the Democratic Party who did similar things against Trump, not with somebody who was obviously invading countries and you knew to be what Putin is. But um, so so that kind of that that vitriol rhetoric just has to stop on both sides right now you want you want the sanctions you want the alliance you want president biden to succeed on this issue period end of story right yeah um so so we'll see where that so, goes okay but uh, what you th so you do think that um vladimir putin will stop because that that's the question and then the i do that's the other debate and because then... he, he, if he goes into a NATO country, let's say Poland, okay, we and the NATO alliance, the NATO countries are obligated to it, – it would be World War III because we would then have to put troops on the ground and attack and fight to defend a NATO country. 
than what it's trying to do. It, it's I, by the way, the other than having nukes, the Russian military is nowhere near. And again, this is according to experts. It's it's a it's a one hundredth of what it used to be. Yes. You know, their weapons are old. They're, they don't have a ton of money. You know, the troops. They're not they really trained. Don't, they don't have intelligence. They don't really want to be like, fighting this war. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So other than now, listen, they're a nuclear power. You have to worry about it. You don't know state of mind for Putin. Right, because there's I, a lot of debate about that, too, is, is you know, is he mentally yeah, well? I, listen, I think he, I'm gonna go with very no. calculated. I, okay. I mean, you, know, you see President, former President Trump out there saying, you know, he's the only president where Russia didn't try to grab territory. You know, he did it in 2014 when Obama was president. Obviously, he's doing it again now. Uh, 62% of Americans were polled, and they said that if Trump was president right now, he would not be in Ukraine. Again, these polls are crazy. They also they did a poll that, you know, 51% of so or GOP Republicans were praising Putin over Biden. Uh, again, I, all these polls that get thrown out there, I just, you know, take them with a grain of salt at this point. But uh, yeah, because we've seen polling when it comes to, you know, presidential elections and what people will say in a poll, yeah, they change their mind like this. Who, who are you? And you don't know how the question was phrased. And listen, I seven what I, the poll I saw that I believe is 75 or 78 percent of Americans believe that what Putin's doing is an atrocity. Still, 22 percent don't, which is kind of scary. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, listen. You're, yeah, I but when are you ever going to have anybody? Yeah, in you're, full... I think you're going to always you're going to have twenty percent of people always on completely crazy side of everything. Completely. Right? I mean, that's so, still eighty percent. But do you? But I it's mean... also impacted. You know, listen. You know, we always talk sports here, so this has seriously impacted a lot of. So uh, UEFA, which is the governing body of international soccer, has kicked out the Russian Federation uh, soccer team from competing in the World Cup qualifying. They have another game March 24th. So unless this is resolved by then, Russia will not be able to play in their World Cup qualifier and will, in essence, be out of the World Cup. Same for the women's side. Uh, there's been a Formula One a series uh, canceled in Russia. There's been... Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of pulling... At, yeah. A lot of sports-related things. I mean, even Montgomery County, Maryland and uh, Northern Virginia are pulling Russian-made vodka off the shelf. Again, yeah, yeah, you're seeing that. It's not going to do anything. It's symbolism, which is which is fine. Um, you know, it's the equivalent of putting up a, you know, a flag on your uh, Instagram page for, you you know, you know, you know, Ukraine strong or pray for Ukraine or whatever. Uh, but listen, symbolism means something, right? I guess. Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I think, and you touched upon it. You know, I think most Russian citizens they don't want this. You know, they don't no. want this. But I mean, within they're Russia, so they're protesting. I, mean, I know. Yeah, I believe Russia arrested sixty thousand, six thousand protesters yesterday. They could face up to twenty years in prison. So, uh, yeah, and it's not know, like they have I mean, a judicial. You've seen the protests in Berlin. The protests are like huge. Um, you know, there's been a you know, there's been some in the United States. There's been a lot in Europe. I mean, the problem too is like even if they somehow retreat here, or they're destroying the they're destroying the cities. They're it's. I, I know. 
It's crazy. Yeah. Well, he doesn't care. He's a dictator. And I do think they should be sanctioning the Russian oil reserve. You know, you know, they, we talk about energy independence. You know, obviously, there, there's been some people who talk about how, oh, you know, Biden stopped the Keystone Pipeline and, you know, we'd be OK. No, that that's that, it's, it's called that's I think it's called tar sand. I may not have that 100 percent right. OK. And so that it's not it's not. And that was really just getting the Canadian oil through the pipeline. So then it could go actually to Europe. Uh, we were kind of a pass through on that. So, and it's not the same greed that Russia's producing. So people are saying that it's not, it's, it's a, it's not a good take. However, the fact that, you know, we're not opening up the U S oil reserves that they have, this administration has stopped some drilling off of like, I believe it was Alaska and some other coastlines. And we haven't sanctioned the Russian oil um, that seems a little odd to me. Like to me, you should be throwing the kitchen, complete kitchen sink at this guy, and uh, right. But but so, t- you said this earlier though. Then then American gas prices are going. You know they're already five dollars okay, so a what? gallon here. All right. You know, I agree. Some, I agree. But point, Americans don't want to make sacrifices anymore. You know everybody loves to post well, on Instagram, but, but nobody no, but, wants to. But that's not their choice. This administration doesn't want eight dollar gas prices because listen, yes, it will it, it will would hurt, hurt them. the economy. Mostly on the transportation side, trucking and supply chain issues already exist. That w- that would be devastating for some of these companies. So I do, I do get it, but at some point, you know, if you're not going to go all in, and by the way, Putin's probably already. He's like I said earlier. He's probably calculated all of this, and you know, he knew. He oh yeah, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure they. He, he knew. Um. I think the real question is, do we have confidence in this administration to navigate this, right? I do. Don't you? I mean, you know, because it's not just Biden. There's a lot of, you know, well-established former President Obama administration people in there. Obama, he let Crimea happen. Well, let's relax with Obama here, okay? His administration's been very quiet, and they should be very quiet, okay? They did nothing. Zero. Okay, well, Obama, you know, they talk about Trump. Obama wanted to be Putin's best friend. He did. So Obama wanted to be Putin's best friend. Oh, absolutely. No, come on. They had such icy meetings. They tried to open a dialogue. Oh, yeah. You know, and then nothing happened, which is exactly what Trump did with Kim Jong Un there. There's a lot Obama did well. Foreign policy in this case was not one of them. So. Let's 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 relax there with Obama people. Uh, you do we, you trust Trump right no, now? No. With, okay, no. thank you. Trump would probably be loading our nuclear. I mean, it would be it would be upping the ante so high, so high. I mean, you know, there's steps to this. I think they're trying Listen, to the Ukrainian, the Zelensky, and the Ukrainians, you know, ambassador and others wholeheartedly have criticized the United States. They said they should. They all have said. We should have done more up front and we should have done more. Okay, but that's not just Obama. Sanctions. That's, you know, what was Trump doing? What, the, what was the Trump administration doing the last four years? Okay, if Zelensky says that, I mean, oh, you know. Listen, Trump. That's Trump all of want, our country. Tr- not- Trump was, Trump was going to not give Ukraine weapons to get information on Hunter Biden. So 
He's he's also listen. There you go. That, this is the problem. We have to like. When are we gonna? When are we gonna elect like? And listen, Biden's a nice guy. This has nothing to do with him personally. But did anyone ever think he was really, really, truly ready for prime time? Oh, or he would have won before. I know, but given our options, he was the most viable option. Yes. And I do think yeah. mentally you know he's much more stable than Trump. Well, I don't know. Oh, my God. One hundred percent. How can you how can people even I think don't know. Trump is bananas? Trump first criticized what Putin was doing. Then he backtracked this past weekend, said he was a genius. I mean, you know, even and I, I wanted to. We have so much to talk oh, yeah, about. We're going to run out of time. And I'm not the, and I'm not defending Trump at all. But Biden sent said not too long ago that Putin was a great or a, 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 a strong leader and a great adversary or something like Biden that. Biden said this. Yes, it's a quote. It's a quote. Look it up. Okay. So, I have to listen, look this up. It's a comp- It's very complicated. Way too complicated for this podcast in our minds because we're not smart enough to figure this out. True. By any means. And nor, nor do I claim to be. I just, you know, it's, it's a mess, right? At the end of the day, it's a mess. The Afghan withdrawal was a mess. I think the, the, this, listen, and not that we could have prevented this, but maybe if we had been harder up front, um, you know, listen, it's actually it is a fair question. Would he be in Ukraine if Trump was president? It's a fair question. That's not a crazy question. You know, put your, put no, your personal I, thoughts of Trump aside. Listen, for Trump was president for four years. He didn't do this. He didn't do it. He yeah, invaded when Obama calculated he invaded when Obama was president and he invaded when and Biden was president. And obviously, Vice President Biden was Obama's VP. So. Okay, but he, it's a fair it's a fair question. It's not, I'm not fair. sure there's a right. Why isn't it fair? Okay, we know that Russia meddled in our elections, right? This is you you just said this is a calculated move. What is what is Putin Putin militarily cannot do anything. If he launches a nuke, you know, I, I mean, it is World Listen, War 3, right? With you. If Trump if but Trump this is put, how he can meddle with us. Division, division. That I that totally, is what they totally want. Listen, so Trump could have Trump could have cru- Trump could have crushed them on sanctions. Although he, you need Europe, and Europe wasn't going to get involved in sanctioning Russia based on our U.S. elections. But maybe there could have been more we could have done there. Listen, I just think the whole, you know, listen, how old's Putin? Mid-70s? I have no idea. By the way, I don't see any quote from Joe Biden. I see that Russian President Vladimir Putin praised U.S. President Joe Biden last Thursday, describing his professional, who was oh. completely knowledgeable on all issues. Uh, but I don't see where Biden praised yeah, Putin. He, did. Um, he has he called, described he, on J- June 14, 2021. He called him a worthy adversary. All right. Well, okay. I mean, I'm not. I, that's that's praise ish. Right. I, I do think Gini- it's, it's so ahead. complicated. I wish we, we should get somebody on because I'd be fascinated. And, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're we all need to get we need to get somebody on. OK, so he called. Hold on. June 14, 2021. He called. Putin, tough, bright, and a worthy adversary. Okay, okay. but that's not exactly, that's acknowledging your opponent. That's not really praise. That's not, you know, Trump calling him a genius and, you know, all the things that Trump has done with him over the past four years. He said he hopes that Putin is interested in changing the perception of the world has of him and that he would engage in appropriate behavior as a head of state. So that's fine. Yeah, I, you know. Okay, yeah, I, but that's I, not like any. 
That's not like any. I mean, uh, you well, know. hold on. Would you? A worthy adversary. I, that's that's complimentary. Uh, to me, that's like a, a person that deserves respect. An adversary, you know, it's like you have to respect him because he, he didn't is call a player. Him, he didn't say he's a murderous dictator. He didn't say that his reign as the head of Russia should be over. He wow. didn't. Oh, so, I think that's listen, diplomacy. I, again, I'm not that's saying that just... had anything to do with what's going on. I'm just saying let's, you know, people forget, right? right. Listen, they're politicians. You know. Uh, yeah, Russia's I mean, Russia's a massive country. Is basic controls in essence the gateway to Europe from a from a from a military standpoint, financial standpoint. They have nukes. Listen, you have to tread lightly from a diplomatic standpoint. Yeah, you right? do. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, I agree with that. Know, but the same criticism that was you know killing Trump about it, you, ah, you didn't say this. Listen, they're, they're all treading lightly. Like they don't. And, you know, to your point, I mean, with the Biden administration, I mean, we're just leaving Afghanistan, which was a disaster, you know, it's so it's it is very tricky. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, okay, our uh, we always watch Bill Maher, you know, all of us like Bill Maher said this past week. I mean, we don't do well on foreign soil. It doesn't go well. You know, what what are you going to do? You know, it is it's it is a very Tricky situation. But I do have faith in the Biden administration. Maybe I'm naive, but I think, by God, they certainly have resources to some of the smartest people and some of the best, you know, international relations people. So I hope the hell they've got a lot of plans, <laughs> but we'll see. Hey, OK, I want to oh, jump to sports. What did you think of yeah. Alex Ovechkin's statement, though? You know, no yeah, more I, war, basically. What do you think of that? I thought it was fine. You know, I've seen. I've seen multiple tales. Rudy Gersten, who I think writes for the Post, crushed him, said that Russian athletes all over the world are speaking up, criticizing Putin. He said Ovechkin came way short, woefully short of criticizing Putin. He believes he's a Putin uh, sympathizer. uh, And that Dan believes he's a spy. So there you go. There little, little, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's sure a that, real progressive take. He he believes that he is 100% within his right to kill Ovechkin on the fact that he wasn't more um, denouncing of what Putin has done. You know, listen, I, you know, I don't know. You know, he's a Russian athlete, probably one of the top five potentially greatest hockey players of all time. I believe he still has family in Russia. He lives in Russia, doesn't does isn't his wife and children back in Russia? I mean, the only thing I will say to Ovi is what is okay, we know, right? So many people disappear in Russia that speak up against Putin. What is I do think that Alex Ovechkin is is probably a friend of Putin and um yeah. supporter, right? But if, I guess if you're playing devil's advocate, what is he going to do? His whole family is there. I mean, if he really came out, his whole family would be, I'm sure, in jeopardy of. I think he said no war. I think he said. Yeah, he did. No, he doesn't want a war. He. But there's only one side that started this war. Like Ukraine had nothing to do with starting this war. Zero. Yeah, good point. They're complete. This wasn't two sides fighting over, you know, listen, this isn't Palestinians versus Israeli or Israel, right? Where, you know, and again. You could make the case that the territory, which has been, you know, been fighting over for, what, 50, 60, 70 years, 
you can make a case for either side, depending on what side you're on, right? Sure. You can't make the case for what Russia's doing in Ukraine. You cannot. So if you're Ovechkin, do you need to say that as maybe the one of the most popular Russian? Um, and listen, this has impacted, you know, Dan, uh, obviously huge soccer guy, uh, Chelsea football club. Yes. One of the preeminent by... football clubs. Yeah. Uh, Roman Abramovich, who, you know, worth $11 billion, considered, I guess, an oligarch in Russia, uh, made his money buying up real estate in Russia after, I forget which war or which conflict. Um, yeah, so actually relinquished duties and gave the team to the Chelsea Charitable Foundation, obviously because his assets may be tied up. Uh, didn't want it to affect the club. Uh, but listen, I, you know, it's, and again, you have to do all those things. But at the end of the day, I think Russia is going to do it. Russia, Putin's going to do what Putin's going to do, not Russia. Because I don't want to paint the whole country. This is Putin's decision, which is kind of scary when you think about it, right? Compared to the Terrifying. US, right? <clears throat> as crazy yeah. as Trump probably was, or you could say as, you know, as maybe ineffective as Biden's been or whatever. This is why it's important to get a Congress to vote to go to war. This is why the, the way the U.S. Th does things is important, right? This is one man, pure dictator. Completely, completely. Doing what he feels he needs to do in, in, in Europe. And obviously it's, it's impacting um, a sovereign country, which is yeah. very scary, very, very scary. So, all right. all right. What anything you? I, I know. Do you have to go? You might have to go. Are you wrapped? No, do you I, need to? I got. I got like four more minutes. Okay. Um. What do you want to wrap up with? You want to talk MLB? You want to leave on a little bit of a higher? Oh, note? MLB, just another mess. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see last night, so I don't have. I know they were meeting for a third time yesterday. Okay. And Major League Baseball said that if they did not have an a print, agreement in principle as of yesterday, they'd have to cancel games. I haven't seen where that is just again you know what owners being ridiculous players being ridiculous you know baseball has guaranteed contracts we could talk about minimums and this they're talking about expanding the playoffs to 14 teams which is just a joke hey listen more baseball, baseball. It, i love it baseball is a, no but baseball is about the 162 game season right yeah 14 teams you render the why play 162 games you know go to 140 then if you're going to do it, do it like hockey. I tweeted yesterday and then have, you know, 16 teams make the playoffs, best of seven all over the place and just basically have make the playoffs. Because if you're 162, you're going to have teams who are under 500 making the playoffs and potentially could win the World Series. You've completely diminished the season. Then you're diminishing the playoffs and the World Series. It's so about let, the money. Like, let's go to 200 games. Let's make it year round. Let's go to 200. Let's see how much money we can get. How much sponsorship can we get? It's about the cash, Patrick. We know it. What amazes me about baseball, though, is, and listen, I get their TV contracts. We're in the TV business where Fox is the one of the largest stakeholders in Major League Baseball from a rights standpoint. Okay. But who's watching baseball? Like, the, yeah, the World Series numbers are good, but some of the playoff games do okay. The regular season... Ugh, you know what? The attendance is terrible at most stadiums. Like, how many people it, do you think average watch like a regular MLB game? You think it's under a million viewers? 
per game? Well, I, I think it depends on what the game is and what city and is it in prime time. But it's nowhere near what some of these other sports, and I'm not comparing to NFL. I'm talking about like NBA and some of these other things. But it's just like you look at the attendance, you know, like what's like half these teams are out of the playoffs. And maybe that's why they're expanding by like, you know, 35, 50 games in the season. Uh, the young generation, they're not even playing baseball, right? They're not watching. They don't. It's all no soccer. love of the game. Yeah. I don't know. I just think this is a mistake. I think it's the wrong time coming off COVID. You know, you had two years ago, you had the season, you know, it was a half a season now without fans. Now you're, you know, I just think the timing's terrible. Get a deal done. Extend the deal two years and let, let's go. Let's go. Get it done. Um, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll have to, next week we'll have to talk about inventing Anna, the Anna Delvey story, because oh, you yeah, and Kristen are watching. You, do you it's think okay. it is? It's okay. It's kind of, it's, it's a little slow. A little slow. But crazy slow. scam artist. Anyway. I'm finding myself, though, I will say, I'm going to finish it, but now like we're heading to episode six. I think there's nine. Okay, nine. I'm I'm finding myself like not caring as much about the story. You Thank know, you. Which is not good. Five would have been fine. Five yeah. would have been fine. Anyway. And I think it should have been tighter, more compact, and like more like She's a bunch a of rich people. A bunch of rip, rich people got skin. Who cares? Like I don't care. <laughs> I think it's kind of amazing because you would think. I don't know. You just think that rich people would be a little bit more. I, I guess why you know wiser. I do like it. the characters. I mean, she's fantastic. You know, you got um, the woman who was from Veep. She was the comms person yes. on Veep. She's the main character on, on the uh, working for the. It's obviously Manhattan. a take on New York Mag, right? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a true story, but not. You know, they put up at the beginning of the episodes. This is a true story. All, no, everything you're going to see is true, except for the parts you're not or not that true, are right? fake. Right, right. Not, kind of. Anthony Edwards is in it. Uh, no, very good cast. I think somewhat interesting, but it's kind of like, ugh. yeah, like like the chase guy. Like I don't unless something all ties this together, something that I'm missing. I don't think you are. I think I think that's the whole thing. So she scammed a bunch of people. Okay? She scammed a bunch of very rich, powerful people. And it, you know what's amazing is, and you we all knew this. I mean, I lived in New York. You you know, bigs. The money and the you know with the real estate deals and the the socialites in New York, it is, it's a world un, unto its own. It really is. Yeah, it's and like, she basically got her way in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is as a twenty five or twenty six year old is amazing. So I know. All right. Okay, Patrick. Uh, we'll find you. You can pray. Be, pray you, all kidding aside, pray for Ukraine. Seriously, these people are doing everything they can to survive. They're leaving their homelands. I mean, imagine this happening in the United States where we're you know, going up to the Canadian border or getting on boats to, to some other country or trying to go into Mexico or just having to leave your home. Um, it's just terrible. It really, really is terrible. I mean, even... Hopefully there's a net somehow, somehow this comes to a resolution or an end or a retreat or whatever. I, yeah, it is. But, nope. I think I, that's great. Very, 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 very terrible. And good luck to Biden on the State of the Union tonight, at the end of the day, I do think he's the president. And not think he's the president. He is the president. And I hope I hope he does well. I hope uh, I hope he gives a good address. I know. And, gets uh, everybody a little more united. And you know what? But at the end of the day, 
all the political pundits on the side who immediately come out, criticize and praise. Don't listen to them, people. Don't listen to all the articles. Watch it, focus, and, you know, does it hit hit the right chord for the, you know, those, you know, 15% to the left, 15% to the right of the center. That's, that's who this speech should be for. All right. So, all right. Patrick, you can uh, be followed. Uh, Patrick, Patrick GM. GM, Fox 5. On and, Twitter. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye.